strength It's the sword of power Sword of power Dragon and earth Soaring through the sky Spread your wings Super! At long last, Pontius Pilate had the Son of God within the grasp of the Roman Empire. The King of the Jews was beaten by the Centaurian Legion and hung to die on a tree. Is this the last we'll see of our sexual hero? Find out this week on Ballin' Out Super! Dragon Ball Superstar This is what I think you are All your friends Back again. I'm starting the show. Okay, I'm starting the show. Hello, Start welcome show. back to Pulling Out Super, Super Star. Star. Oh, man. Uh, I'm so happy to welcome back the King of the Jews himself, <laughs> Alex Patak, and my, me, Katie Rose Leon. And no, did not Jeremy, Jake Young. (laughs) (laughs) I am having a hard time. (laughs) It's uh, it's all Jews. (laughs) Oops, all Jews and their king. If you're a Christian, that just means you're a very devout Jew. (laughs) Yeah, gotcha. Maybe I should have volunteered to do the hosting on the front half. Just really put the <laughs> metaphorical cross on my back here. No, I'm sorry. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm operating in Toontown right now. Hey, Katie, as long as we're keeping the Judeo-Christian theme going, uh, in honor of Passover, we are. Yes. why is this podcast different from all other pad- podcasts tonight? Oh, uh, thank you so much. Uh, I didn't know you were the youngest member of this crew, <laughs> but I'd be happy. Besides... Awaiting to be murdered by a ghost that loves the party. Uh, you, Jake Young, our guest, had tried to move today. It didn't work out. Alex had family stuff, so we had to keep moving the time around. And I am a victim of the United States medical complex and had my SSRIs fail to be filled. So I am uh, podcasting live from what seems to be an apartment that's slowly rocking back and forth. Do you know who else had a hole in his in his body of medicine? Yeah. Bizarre friend, Jesus Christ. I thought you were going to say <laughs> had like a hole and then go into a Nine Inch Nails thing. And I'm like, Trent Reznor doesn't like God at all. That's his whole thing. <laughs> Do you know who else had a head like a hole? <laughs> Sharp segue, Trent Reznor. <laughs> This is a this is a wacky one. Yeah. I think we should all appreciate I didn't start drinking at three when my grandma wanted to have dinner. So <laughs> that's a victory for all of us. It kind of is because you love to be drunk with your family at I daytime. Do. It's I'm the early bird special. You got to get on board. <laughs> Shots are half off at mom's house. <laughs> well, I think we're ready to discuss the events of the week and just settle in for some of the most exciting Dragon Ball stories ever told. Yeah. 
Debatably the greatest Dragon Ball story <laughs> ever told. Wait, I, I'm very curious. You you drink with your family, Alex. Do you get high with your family? Oh, good question. Um, I have before, and I avoid doing so in the future. Is that a good answer? Katie, what about you? Um, so I do not, and I think this is always an interesting question to ask people because people have very strong opinions on it. I do not, because of the specifics of my family, it would not be a good time mostly for me. <laughs> This is always a good question to ask. If you are the RA of a freshman dorm, <laughs> this is maybe something you could lead off with. Um, no, I, the only people I know who like enjoy smoking with their dad or whatever, the dad has a soul that needs a, a blanket on it. That's <laughs> often the, the theme. No, like, I know a lot of people who, like, party with their family after a certain point. They're like, yeah, it was fun. Like, you know, I got my mom high, and it was great. I'm like, here's the thing. My dad's an insufferable professional background actor, and my mom calls me <laughs> twice a day to ask me if I left the gas on. So it's just, like, not a good time with those people. You get your dad high, and he's just like, Katie, what am I in the background of right now? No, my dad wants me to ask him about his legal marijuana, and to that, I will not give him the satisfaction. Satisfaction. <laughs> oh shit, can Lorne see me? Yes. Can Lorne see me? What? You're joking, but. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I would never, I will never. Like, if I would detach my arm in a escape maneuver, if like that, if you were forcing me to do it, it seems like such a terrifying thing to me. I would never want to wow, do it. Wow, I really appreciate this attitude because, like, so many people bring this up to me and I'm like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> <laughs> It's not the end of the world, but you are correct in that it's not a fun time. I'm like, not <laughs> even with my cousins. Not even with, like, cousins I like. It's just, like, it is such a weird thing that I do not want to cross the streams. I will get well, high you know with other people's family. Oh, yes, yes. That's fun. Mm. Like, like if I'm at a wedding at someone's date, I'm like, who's got the drugs? <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's uh, everyone you know is someone else's family. <laughs> that's a fact. And that's something I try to fit into our Dragon Ball podcast every week. I'm sorry, Alex. What were you trying to do about crossing the streams? Oh, Jesus had his streams crossed. By that, I mean slashed by Romans. For having the gall to call himself king of the Jews and therefore take the title from that of mighty Caesar himself? Where you, where you, what? Look, I have Easter trivia queued up here oh. and I'm trying to segue and I feel like we all knew that and are just testing me so that I can push forward okay, to wait, a new wait. level of power. I, I will help. Because you're scared. You're scared of how powerful I'll get, but also you you want to see it. See okay. if I've got what it takes. I'm going to help because I'm doing such a good job hosting this show this week. Hey, today's Easter. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, do you, do you have some trivia you want to share with us? Uh, especially Jake, who loves fun facts. That's his whole thing. Jake, do you love fun facts? I mean... On Wizard and the Bruiser, a podcast available on Spotify from the last podcast network, you will learn a lot of fun facts. And so it is my lifeblood. It's um, the same way that you have to clap for Tinkerbell 
to bring her back to life. You need to constantly inundate me with individual dopamine-releasing pieces of trivia. Otherwise, I will fade to nothingness. Great. Well, then I'd hate to pass over this next segment. It's also Passover. Don't forget it's also Passover at the same time. Okay. uh, Trivia question number one. Oh, no. When Jesus entered Jerusalem during what is known as, in caps, his triumphal entry, (laughs) what animal was he riding on? Oh, shit. So, here's the thing. I'm not... I was not sent to any sort of Catholic school or anything like this, but I did have to take art history three times. So, Mm. I'm going to say a donkey. (laughs) Jake, do you have an answer? Uh, I was raised ferociously Jewish and know nothing about Christian mythology. Uh, But I did watch The Da Vinci Code last night. Oh, hell yeah. I I think... (laughs) The chalice is Mary Magdalene, and if the blade is Jesus, then I th- I'm i also going to say donkey. Well, the answer, you're partially right. The answer is a young donkey. Matthew 21, <laughs> 1 through 7, Mark 11, 1 through 7, okay. Luke 19, 28 through 35, John 12, 12 through 15. So, Can Alex, I, oh, you That are... was a early Disney cartoon about yeah. a young donkey in Jerusalem. That, uh, what's his name? Uh, Don Bluth worked on, and that was one of his first projects for Disney. That... Are you thinking about Pinocchio? Like no. that scene of Pinocchio? No, no, no. Because no. that's not supposed to be Jesus. That's Pinocchio. He's totally different. <laughs> no, no, no. There were no evil circuses involved in this cartoon. Alex, you're like a big-headed Irish boy. Is this stuff that, that like, you would do every Easter with your friends around the, the holiday ham that you were like yeah, we, we, gather, we gather around the ham first of all and just make sure everyone has their rosary beads ready so that we can link ham to ham that's what we call it and and we this year we did uh i found an old copy of brain quest oh shit which I was really excited about, but it was for eight to ten year olds so it actually turned out to be mostly unusable and we just did state capitals but yeah. uh, as a backup, yes, Bible trivia. That's like the it's like the ring of cards, right? Like it's all in a weird stack and it's linked together. It's not it's like a book. It's like your mom buys it to you for you for a road trip mm-hmm. and then everyone just gets in a huge fight about it. Yes. Yeah, it it's on a ring and um it kind of connects you a little bit closer to God who has come <laughs> back to show you that he has all of the uh codes to the new patch of earth um is this like an ask juice about easter segment (laughs) do we make a song about this no if you have an easter song for us to play next year send that in now (laughs) i will not forget it i'll remember it a hundred percent wait till lannis moore said it's like you ought to know oh katie um, oh, that was good, Alex. You and I are going to karaoke. Because I'm here to remind you <laughs> of the sins you made while you lived on Earth. 
yeah. I'm feeling We it. could probably flesh out this whole song if we want to take the next 20 minutes, but I, I have more questions. I feel so I, bad ca- if okay. this is somebody's first episode. Well, Pause coach. on trivia. <laughs> Pius Al Yankovic. I, I like okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I'm the son of Okay, yeah, we probably better we go back to the questions. But anyway, Brain Quest, it doesn't hold up. Don't go do Brain Quest during your Easter ceremonies. Um, especially not during his triumphal entry. Oh, by the way, just for reference, we are on whatchristianswanttoknow.com. <laughs> so that does work <laughs> with the Alanis Morissette crossover. It's what they want to know. <laughs> Oh my god. You, you, you wanna know! Um, okay, why is the Sunday before the resurrection called Palm Sunday? Um, because that's when Jesus goes to Palm Springs to get a mud bath. <laughs> Good answer. And a little Jake. R&R. And a little R&R. Let's see if that is also true. Uh, Palm Sunday, obviously referring to um, uh, Jesus's palms where the stigmata was, uh, and he was just like really trying to like get tough and ripped. So he was just doing a lot of hard clapping, some like uh, jujitsu style slap techniques to really toughen him up in preparation for his sacrifice. I'm gonna say that Jesus, the week before he died, in kind of like a late surprise, found out that like by jerking off with just your palm on the top of the penis, it's like an entirely different experience than the traditional way of jerking off. Which of course he did because it was the past, and like what else are you gonna do back then? He has risen. (laughs) (laughs) But the true answer is when Jesus entered into Jerusalem at the beginning of Passion Week, hyperlinked, I'm not going to click it. (laughs) The people welcomed him as king and messiah. They covered the road with their garments and palm fronds as a symbol of their worship and acceptance of him as king. So, of course, it's their palm fronds. uh, It sounds like a German word, but isn't. I know this vaguely because of being half Italian and living in neighborhoods, but... uh... I don't know oh, if I thank ever, you for your service. I don't know if I brought this up before. Well, there's a thought here. I'm just not speaking like a human on earth right now. But uh, when I first moved back to New York, there was two competing passion plays coming uh, happening in my neighborhood. So there was for people that don't know what that is. That's when they reenact the stations of the cross, which is like a dude dresses up as Jesus and like pretends to get crucified. So I right, wake that's a different podcast. So I wake up. <laughs> You know, in my shitty rundown Ridgewood apartment to see two Jesuses like <laughs> meeting in the street, like, and they're trying to like give each other the right away. Like, it was really. Funny. Oh shit, we got a Christ off! <laughs> we got a Christ off! And then they just I'm start seeing like. Twins. Twins! <laughs> <laughs> two lambs on this dinner plate. <laughs> One son of God. <laughs> two sons of God? That's how you know God's got good genes. <laughs> yeah. I also, this is unrelated. I found out, um, so I have one set of cousins who are twins on my mom's side of the family. 
And I just assumed that my dad's nieces were also twins because they were both quiet girls who sat together. <laughs> they're three years apart. Wait, I'm sorry. When did this turns out? Because you are an adult man, Alex. You are... Yeah. Like, are you saying this happened last week? Like, what do you mean you just found out? Well, it turns out they weren't twins the entire time. <laughs> I am 30 and I, they are in their 40s. <laughs> so I just, and then, you know, I felt a little better because we checked with my brother. And he also thought they were twins. So when girls are quiet, sorry, they're twins. <laughs> oh my God. New rule. New rule. <laughs> New rule. Girls are twins. That's fine. I really wanted a twin when I was young so I could, like, Freaky Friday someone's ass. Not Freaky Friday. The other one. I actually wanted Paratrap. it so bad. Thank I you, imagined Paratrap. my cousins were twins. And just I... insisted they were for 30 years. I mean, as just a mediocre comedy performer and internet person, I would like to have a twin just because it seems to make the whole job a lot easier. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is not shade at the Lucas Brothers, but it's just appreciation for what they do, which is twin comedy, something that America wants to see more of. I was thinking more in the influencer sphere. It feels like you can, like, just your oh. brand is like, there's two of me. I mean, what up? If there's... you're a hot girl and then there's another hot girl, that that's pretty good. People <laughs> just give you money for that. You don't even need to have. A video or anything. Alex, how about we live some sort of nightmare David Mamet play where you and I get plastic surgery to look more and more alike for the sake of Absolutely. the podcast? Absolutely, we will. At 1,000 patrons. Honestly, a low number for this to happen. <laughs> really? I mean, the amount of high-level genetic modifications. <laughs> $30,000 a year, I will slowly change my body so I am a foot shorter and <laughs> just completely differently shaped. Welcome now, for $5 a month, you enter the genetic atrocity tier where we, in defiance of God and man's law, delve with forces we were not meant to. If you love Monster Factory, try playing it in real life, bitch. <laughs> Katie, this is of course this is ignoring the whole possibility where you are you get height added to look more like me. No, I like like I said, like we both get genetic, like so we meet halfway somehow. <laughs> it's just I don't know where you're gonna get like the extra like mass to become more like me. So I think it's gonna be a lot of chopping me. No, <laughs> just they, like a tree. No, they do that. They, yeah, yeah. It's I have scoliosis. If they just fix that a little bit, that's already like another couple inches. So Alex, okay. you're really just glossing over the fact that medical science could easily break all the bones in Katie's legs, separate yeah. them with a series yeah. of metal pins, and then have her over the course of several years Fuse the broken pieces into newer, longer bones, thus increasing sure. your height. Or a like, freaky thing that actually does happen sometimes. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, but those are angry men who get that surgery <laughs> a lot of the time. So or like, angry. we could do like a like a Margaret At Atwood thing where we like get a pig and then just like make it grow people bones and we put those people <laughs> bones inside of me. <laughs> put the pig bones in my body. I want to look like my podcast host for an additional $5 a month. It's only $5 a month, people. <laughs> for only $5. <laughs> the that price of a cup me. of coffee. 
in for one cup of coffee, I you can a, fuck my body up. I have a really important announcement. My small Italian boyfriend just told me his family has made me an entire cheesecake because of Easter. They have all caught COVID at some point, so I'm like, I'm not going over there, but you can bring me back food. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. What? No, what's the... Uh, the We made you a cheesecake. Come get it is not an offering of cheesecake. No, That's no, a chore. no. No, he's bringing it to me. That's okay, fine. okay. I'm not, okay. I'm not going to it's the cheesecake. It's an offering <laughs> to invest in future Katie's. <laughs> Who will sadly look sort of like Alex if we can reach this Patreon <laughs> tier. Again, that's patreon.com slash BOSpod just for just $5 a month. Uh, the price of a single vodka soda in a reasonably priced Midwest bar. Absolutely. And speaking of taking a pig's bones and injecting them into your body, do you know who took a body out of the skull of man and created woman from it? God! Wow. <laughs> and that brings us back to question number three on the quiz. How did Judas identify Jesus to the soldiers of Rome? He 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 gave him a tongue bath. He like stuck a his He took his wiggly tongue and he stuck it in his homeboy's mouth. Nothing gay here, just a little no. slurp slop betrayal. Uh, that's I know. I used, I used to that's watch a Jersey Shore. It's Jersey because Je- in Jesus Christ Superstar, he goes, "You betrayed me with a kiss," and I'm like, "Oh, bitch! I oh, feel damn. you, Jesus. I've been betrayed by so many kisses. Kiss the bed." I didn't realize Prince wrote that. Yeah, <laughs> someone singing "Kiss" at karaoke. I feel betrayed every time. Okay, all right. Well, I didn't know that Hollywood had already gotten to this question. We're going to have to do another one. Sorry. It's not fair. It doesn't truly test your knowledge if you know it because of the sinner's work. I mean, Andrew, uh, if this is just Andrew Lloyd Webber's success in real time because even a heathen like yeah. KRL is down with the Gospels thanks to his smooth, catchy jams and synth rhythm rhythm. Yeah, uh, a homosexual taught me the Bible, so what uh, are you going to do with that? The, the, first of all, the hubris to have three names alone, that <laughs> reserves you a spot in hell. Well, that's Sorry, why Katie. me and him party. <laughs> me, Katie Rosleyan, Andrew Lloyd Webber, and I don't know, fucking, uh, what's another one? <laughs> this got me another do, one. Um, Andrew Dice Clay? Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> shit. <laughs> the nasty trio. <laughs> His name's not really Dice. Hickory Dickory Dock. Here's a musical about cats. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs> uh, we simply must do more of these questions. Okay. Okay. All right. At least we'll do maybe one more, and then we'll have a cool down. <laughs> um, what's a good one? I'm looking at a good one, so prepare yourselves biblically. A real tasty piece of Bible apocrypha. Okay. Um, following the state... Question number 16. Again, on whatchristianswanttoknow.com slash quiz slash 20 slash trivia slash quiz, I think. Following the statements of Jesus on the cross, there was a statement by a Roman soldier concerning Christ. What was it? I love this B-real shit. 
should watch the deleted scenes of the Bible to get this one. Wait, he has a concern about him? Yeah, yeah, he, he, he just says something after he watches it. He, like, sees it, and he says something. He sees the crucifixion of our Lord. Says he shit himself. Seems messy. <laughs> that is a good guess. I'll tell you, it's something pretty on the nose. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, wait. Um, uh, uh... There's only one Roman soldier I know that is related to anime, and that is Longinus, whose spear was very integral to Neon Genesis Evangelion. That's so, right, Jake. Yeah! Tumbling down, tumbling down, tumbling down. Oh, I'm sorry, that's <laughs> right, in that, in that that was a fact. That wasn't the answer to the question. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> anime, you failed me. Yeah, surprisingly, anime facts haven't served you very well on this Easter trivia quiz. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, the answer is, upon seeing Christ put upon the tree, he says, quote, Truly, this was the Son of God. Which is some real Anchorman shit, if you ask me. <laughs> Do you look right at the camera when he says that? <laughs> he said Come that, on, and then we... he said... And I quote, we're all thinking it. I know we're all thinking it. This guy I just thought, said it, he said. He, he thought he had the titular line of the Bible. He was just like, we really are in a New Testament. <laughs> <laughs> this was in American history, X. <laughs> when they write that book about me later, this will be the important line in it. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's just the hubris of your common Roman soldier. Mm. Mm-mm. Um, one okay. more. I need, I need a redemption. I need one more. I do feel like we need one more. I'm looking at the answers to find which of these is... Easy. <laughs> which of these is the best. Which one's the best? Pop quiz, hotshot. <laughs> what was the inscription above the cross? What? Uh... Pop quiz, hotshot. What was the que- what was the inscription above the cross? Question fourteen on whatchristianswanttoknow.com. But it's wait, wait, Katie, you go first. Um, the says YOLO. <laughs> That's the no, one. No, it doesn't say that. <laughs> it's and it's YOLO. The one- the one Psych. guy, it's not true, yeah. And it's not even true of him. <laughs> they wouldn't know to say it. They didn't have odd future back then. <laughs> Katie thinks the crucifixion happened in 2011. It was a big year for, for that. It was a big year. Last stuff went down. It's my first year in Portland, Oregon. YOLO! I think we maybe got Osama then don't quote me on that it might have been 2010 <laughs> all right jake what do you think uh, inscribed above the very tree that bears our lord it's a dragon ball podcast uh joke answer hashtag canceled <laughs> get no, it ripped from it. the headlines uh <laughs> isn't it it's the thing above the cross when you're like at uh when you're when you see a crucifix is like inri right like i-n-r-i 
Isn't that like what it says on, over the cross all the time? Uh, it's Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, is the answer. And it's written in three different languages according to John, Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. So anyone can read this great inscription above this corpse. <laughs> it's nice. It's wow. nice that it's accessible. They wanted to do something nice for him. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I heard what you said. I heard that. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's doing really well today. <laughs> it's just sometimes you turn to a robot, and it's just easier to pretend like I heard you. <laughs> Speaking of a robot. Oh, shit. You know who else died for your sins to fight a robot? Goku, for- Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ the second time. Surprise. It's always Jesus Christ, King of the Jews, Luke nineteen nineteen. Um. Before we talk about Son Goku, <laughs> uh, Alex, mm-hmm. do you want to do a pitch for our Patreon that I feel like we're really deserving on? <laughs> I hear I hear what you're saying, Katie, but I think maybe our listeners want you to do the pitch this week. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Get it. What, okay. what, what's the angle here this week? The music playing in the background is Old West themed. Okay. Yippee-ki-yay! <laughs> it's me, Old West KRL, America's newly uh, expanded sweetheart, because we just purchased this from the Mexicans. Pew! That's my gun! Oh! <laughs> what I love more than gambling and uh, hanging the sheriff and panhandling and listening to music that sounds like Tom Waits is also listening to music that sounds like Balling Out Super's Patreon podcast. Uh, it's got all sorts of old-timey broads back there. I'm talking Tenchi Moyo, the original brawny barkeep's wife. You know what I'm saying? These girls, they got their boobies out. And for $5 a month, you can hear all about it. Yeehaw! All right. <laughs> um, so go on. Why don't you mosey on down to bo- patreon.com slash BOSpod. I'll for sure do it, no bro. <laughs> this is a good ad. It's really good. <laughs> It's going to sync up really well with the music we were hearing about saloons and so forth. Not since Back to the Future Part 3 have I seen or heard such a compelling recreation of the Old West. That was fascinating. That was amazing. Uh, Sometimes my drunk neighbor starts playing music so loud that it's like the music's in my house. And sometimes that is 60s theme songs from films and i swear to fucking god at like 10 a.m a a couple months ago i woke up to the theme to the good the bad and the ugly just like blaring into my window i love brooklyn in the summer (laughs) who's ready to talk about dragon ball z i'm ready i am i love brooklyn in the summer Brooklyn in the summer, baby. It's a lot like when androids attack. Hey, the <laughs> title of this episode is No Victory for Android 19. Enter Super Vegeta. 
I wonder what happens this episode. I wonder what happens. <laughs> Anything could happen. I hate this fucking J.J. Abrams-style mystery box that all these shows take on now. <laughs> yeah, make a choice, Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you recall, last week uh, it was revealed that Goku doesn't trust doctors and forgot to take his medicine, so he got his ass kicked by a white pudgy robot. Truly and a, a hero like the rest of us. <laughs> he said, <laughs> Goku is an anti-vaxxer, anti-masker. And he says, don't tread on me as he spits out blood from his grave. And who's here to make sure he gets the last laugh? It's our old friend Vegeta who swoops in at the last minute to literally kick him while he's down. <laughs> now, this was a surprise for me because... I was watching that last episode, and it played almost the exact same sequence of things as the beginning of this episode, minus Vegeta coming in and saving the day. So I had no idea Vegeta was about to come in and then save the day, Katie. Yeah, the mm-hmm. editing choice was pretty bold. It, re- it really kind of it played it off in a way like, don't you remember Vegeta? And it was like, what? He wasn't even there. And they were like, yes, he is there. Look at him. He's super <laughs> Vegeta. <laughs> yes, he was. Uh, yeah, Vegeta shows up and he's like, only I can fuck up Goku. And then Piccolo also was like, <laughs> Piccolo, who was shot through the heart last episode, was like, JK, I was pretending. That was so okay. dumb. That was so fucking. It's dumb that he's episode. mad about it. <laughs> right? Because, like, I understand, like, okay, so the thing was, uh, Piccolo made a move against Dr. Jero slash Android 20 and then had got laser beam eyes to the chest, wherein he immediately died. And we thought that was straight up sauce and also pause, but. <laughs> Uh, this episode, he reveals that it was his sneaky plan to then go and save Goku at the last moment when no one was looking at him and that he's jealous Vegeta did it instead. Mm-hmm. He was super pissed off about it. He's like, oh, fuck. I thought if I just did nothing that I'd win. That's not even a good plan. <laughs> There's... In this episode, there is so much, like, weird kayfabe kind of, like, smark talk where, like, Piccolo is literally being like, it seems like this would have been a cool moment for me to do something cool because I'm, like, an established character with his own kind of trademark uh, underhanded style of fighting and uh, who can overcome great adversity through, you know, desperation moves and unique, uh, uh, you know, uh, execution of my limited power set. But no, it's cool Vegeta was here. And then like li- like then a few minutes later Yamcha is well. like, "Hey guys, <laughs> listen, I'm the weakest character here and therefore serve no narrative purpose whatsoever. So I'll be the one to take Goku." Like it's so fucking but everybody be- just wishing they had their own show and that it was a <laughs> show about them. But the thing- but alas, liberal Hollywood wants me to lie on the ground like a dumbass. But the thing about Yamcha, so yeah, like, they uh, they decide that Goku needs to get out of there, and uh, Vegeta's like, 
feed him one of his beans. And (laughs) Gohan's like, Dad, he needs his medicine. And that is when Yamcha's like, yes, I'll take Goku away because I suck. Because I'm useless. But the last, like six episodes has been Yamcha being like, I'm literally useless, and everyone's <laughs> like, no, do something anyway, and then he proves himself useless, so I think it's good that he's finally taken himself out of the picture. It is beat for beat like the teen is peer pressured to go to a party, and then coincidentally <laughs> finds out someone needs to drive somebody else home, and is like, I guess I gotta do it. Oh, damn. Oh, I guess he needs medicine, and I'll take some of the medicine. They're like, yeah, good idea. And it's like, what do you, what virus is this? <laughs> but even then, if it is so essential that Goku is, because Goku's the keystone. Goku is the Earth's Absolutely. prime defender. The entire squad, all the Z fighters are just Goku's pit crew when it all comes down to it. And why would you give such an important, you know, he's the fucking king on the chessboard. Why would you give it to the worst guy? Because he, he's flying so slow. He is flying so much slower. He doesn't even have the, like, aura of, like, whooshy jet stream behind him when he's flying. He, like, not the Super Saiyan, like, whoosh. Even just, like, even even Gohan. Gohan's got the fucking magic super speed flight. And then they cut to Yamcha, and he's just, like, piddling along like a Jetsons car. I can almost hear that little, like, <laughs> like sound That is a great him. point. That is a wonderful point, Jake. And it cuts to a, a very important discussion to have, which is not only is Yamcha slow, and he shouldn't be the one to carry Goku off to medicine, he's the last hope of the universe, but is this a realistic portrayal by the Dragon Ball Z franchise <laughs> of disease? <laughs> disease is not pretty. I think they should have made Goku shit some more. <laughs> and like maybe throw up a little bit and just kind of be somebody you don't want to carry or you know yeah, he's got anything. Like, like he's just like i'm hard but it's not because of that or he just has little mouth crusties and his breath yeah. kind of smells and he, it's just like yamsha's like oh god uh, man uh, he's all sticky for some reason why is he sticky why and you we sli- know why you're slimy like a frog we know the Toei animators aren't shy about the scatological or showing the true nature of human biology because uh, in the episode, we have Trunks just pissing all over Yajirobe, <laughs> just drenching this fat man. Right, in, in the next beat. The baby uh, Trunks. So, ba- uh, Dr. The baby was implied. Well, yeah. I just need to be clear as a, as a radio professional, it is my job to educate <laughs> and Trunks is a baby. It's not an adult man peeing on Yajirobe. Yeah, so uh, Dr. Jiro, a.k.a. Android 20, a.k.a. Grandpa Robot, was like, let him go. We'll fuck with them later. And then, yeah, we get a cut to Yajirobe getting a full-on mouthful of piss. His tongue is out. <laughs> and he gets peed on the face all over by baby Trunks. And then he uses his scarf to wipe the pee off. And then Bulma uses his scarf as a new diaper for baby trunks. And I'm like, that scarf is already soiled, Bulma. You're going to give your baby a fucking rash. Mm-hmm. You're going to give him a rash. And I know Yajirobe is not spending a lot of time with babies, but you don't open your mouth underneath <laughs> one. What are you, taunting God? <laughs> Keep that shit closed. It's a baby. They're pretty much sick all the time. So what I'm trying to say is, given that precedent is set, 
And given the life-threatening nature of these fights in Dragon Ball Z, um, you know, these are characters being pushed to their physical, medical, physiological limits. These guys should be shitting themselves constantly from shock and trauma that they sustain throughout this series. And I'm saying, I think maybe it was edited out in Kai. Maybe they cut all, maybe in the original edit, all that's still in there. I don't know. And frankly, I don't care to check. There are key cuts in this, Jake. There are key cuts, especially, I'm I'm going too fast here, but there's one thing they re-edited this episode that made me very upset. Oh, yeah. We're getting there. We're all, so, we're all the elephant in the room. So basically, the point of the scene is just to know that Bulma bullies uh, Yajirobe into her jet so she can bring her newborn child to watch robots kill everybody. Meanwhile... Krillin's a bitch, and he begs everyone to leave. He's like, Trunks said Goku will get sick, and then we are all going to die too, and so far the Goku being sick thing, and he's like, instead of fighting, let's just wait for Goku not to be sick. And then Piccolo's like, yeah, but uh, I saw this movie called The Butterfly Effect, so we're probably (laughs) fine. (laughs) What if Piccolo saw the butterfly effect? That's something I ask myself fairly often. Android 19 then is like, to remind you guys, is a circular white robot that looks like a mochi. He's very fat and has a weird robot baby voice. And he goes, Android 20, permission to fuck up Vegeta. And he's like, fine, geez, go fuck him up already. He does such a half-assed job of being a robot. <laughs> like, he does, makes a whole thing about, like, protocol to destroy, engage, Y slash N. But then at the same time, he's, like, laughing and rubbing his belly and is full of life. I and he's he, just, I he's think a he, Shrek character. He's in denial about his true nature. I really think you're right that this is, like, proto-Boo, where they, like, they had the idea for Boo, but they didn't know if they were ever going to get to make him. Because <laughs> so well, it's a great idea. A fat, powerful being is a fantastic idea. And they needed to come back and circle around on it and really do it to the nines. Well, I, I, listen, I, I was saving this for, I was hoping maybe towards the end, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to just come out and say it. The last time I was on this show, it was also a big Vegeta, episode, a Vegeta Smackdown episode. And he was also kicking around a dumb fat guy, and it was Dodoria. <laughs> and I feel I like it's that. just, it's just, uh, it's time is a flat circle, and Vegeta just loves bullying chubby dudes. It does seem like a is. hate crime, kind of, a little bit when you, <laughs> you put it in a sequence <laughs> like that. It kind of seems like through the pattern that maybe it's just re- reciprocating a culture we need to stop, I, and that that's nothing to celebrate in the Dragon Ball world. It's okay. So like, all right, all right. I'm I'm so far up my own butthole right now, and like, you will have to cut off my microphone if it gets too noxious. But like, Goku is the hero. He is the every. He is a heart pure of gold. Has a love of fighting and adventure, and protects the weak. He hates injustice. He's basically like the Superman power fantasy, where you are capable of anything, and yet you use that power specifically to benefit humanity and to like be a bastion of all that we are capable of. But Vegeta is more fun. Vegeta is more in, Oh yeah. is a better character to watch because he executes power the way 
every aggrieved nerd actually would, which is as a petulant, queenie, cruel monster. Yeah. And well, so watching... And you're oh, you're yeah, yeah. forgetting that, like, so we're watching Dragon Ball Z now, which, like, up until this point in Dragon Ball Z, we have watched Vegeta wipe out several planets, try to kill everybody, and now he's shown up not to save the Z-Boys, but just because he has to be the one that kills Goku. And if anyone else does, he's going to simply throw a bitch fit. So, the I, so like, the perfect crowning Goku moment is him being like, uh, all is lost. It's it's too much. I can't save everybody, but I have to save everyone. Whereas all the cool Vegeta moments are him just being like, yes, that's right. You're just a dumb little piggy boy, aren't you? Squeal, squeal, squeal. I'm fucking, I'll kick your ass. You dumb idiot. You yeah. little piece of shit. This? And I'm twisting your nurple and it's becoming purple. <laughs> exactly. There is so much excellent Vegeta shit talk in this episode. Um, I don't have it all written because, uh, like I said, I'm operating at half capacity. But just in this uh, take alone, where Vegeta is under COVID regulations, <laughs> she's operating at one third capacity. At Vegeta the moment. and the robot like exchange insults with the robots. Like I've been studying your moves, and he's like, uh, "Sure," <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, "I'm so strong." And you know what? Uh, you don't even know how strong I am. And bitch, I bet androids can feel fear when I'm hanging out. <laughs> like... Right. It does kind of have the same feeling as like when you go to an aquarium and then people just start projecting on the fish. And it's like, you know that fish don't feel the things you're saying. Um, and this is... is this a common experience? I... Do people often feel that at the aquarium? Alex, <laughs> are you okay? Where are you projecting on the Answer fish? Answer yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't do that for you, Alex. I can't. Help Katie, you. just a yes or a no is fine. Mm, I think yes. I think Katie. Okay, thank you. Um. So, yeah, uh, basically, Vegeta's like, I wonder if androids feel fear, and then he gets real pissed off, and he goes Super Saiyan, and then Gohan says what we're all thinking. Jeets went, f gone full-on Super Saiyan. Oh. He did, and you can tell because he says it out loud. Yeah. Everyone goes, how? I thought you had to be pure of heart, and then the best <laughs> line in the whole show happens. He's like, I'm so thoroughly pure of heart. Pure evil, baby. <laughs> like, oh, my God. He says baby. He says shagadelic, baby. He goes, I'm pure evil. And he goes, I... Do I make you horny? <laughs> 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 he uh he tells us about how he learned how to go Super Saiyan because as you recall he stole a spaceship from Bulma after knocking her up and went to go train in space and uh, he was tr trying to learn to go Super Saiyan by blowing up asteroids and uh, and then totally I mean right there <laughs> iron solid logic. Because <laughs> you're watching him. All right, so the famous cutscene of Vegeta going Super Saiyan that uh, circulates around the men's rights YouTube video sphere. He is protecting his spaceship from a hundred asteroids 
and then like flies into a really big one and you don't really think about it except for how hard it is for him except for the fact that like for that to happen is like a one in a trillion cosmic circumstance and you would have to like track that shit down then be like i'm gonna land 15 minutes for the asteroids and then punch asteroids he punches asteroids and he punches a planet and then he falls to the ground and he's all fucked up and bleeding and he's like how can Kakarot go Super Saiyan and not me. And then I was filled with such self-loathing that I was able to do it. It was then I learned to purge. <laughs> I do feel... <laughs> I do feel like... like This sequence, I'm just gonna say it, this episode is so good. They reanimated this sequence with the Nickelodeon crayon or whatever they've been using on this. And it pissed me off so bad because it yeah. looks significantly worse. It looked like dog shit and it just didn't need to happen. The animation exists. I was so ready to give this episode seven balls and I'm really going to think it through just from the fact of how they massacred my sweet boy. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. You're telling me that in this universe... If you hate yourself enough, you achieve godhood? What is this, stand-up comedy? I wrote Hello. that in my notes. I'm like, this is a terrible example for open micers. <laughs> and the truth is, it's a show about stand-up comedy, and you can check the Akira Toriyama interviews, you know, and that's clear. You know what? I hope stand-up comics take a lesson from the show, because Vegeta achieves powerfulness, uh, through self-hatred, but he literally can never be number one, which is Goku. Mm, and right, so, which is Rory <laughs> Scovel. So, <laughs> you know, consider that, bitch. <laughs> so, uh, he never knew such elation. He's the prince of all stands, blah, blah, blah. 19 is not having it, so he does... Uh, red eye beams at Vegeta and everything turns pink and red and of course Vegeta is fine and he's just laughing about it. Yeah, he, and he loves it's it. not really funny exactly. <laughs> it's not funny like <laughs> ha ha funny. It is kind of funny strange I guess. The whole situation really. Is this and before or after uh, Android 19 punches the shit out of his face and Vegeta's like that was cool. It didn't they, even hurt, even that, though he's clearly got his face fucked up a bit. That literally just, that happens next, where, yeah, Andrew 19 <laughs> launches at him and just really fucking gives him an uppercut and smacks him around. He's like, I like this. I do this for fun. Which is like, I a wanted good... you to punch me on my little chin for no reason. <laughs> and, like, that's a, that's a power move. That's an, a dominance thing if, like, the smoke clears after all the attacks and he's like fine but like he's got like a bloody lip i think his nose is broken like it's not like he didn't it's not like he definitely got punched in the face a lot it was established uh when goku first goes super saiyan that it's like beast mode and like you don't really feel shit because you're just so fucking juiced mm. so i think he's just really just you know when he goes and sits down later tonight he's gonna feel it but right now he's just in the juice baby he goes, my turn. I might it, be a little overzealous in this state because I heard androids don't feel pain and that gets my dick hard. <laughs> right. 
Um, it, it has an eerie uh, similar vibes to when uh, uh, they have the Whitey Bulger character and the Departed have the strippers do cocaine because they can't feel anything. But like that with a fat android. Jesus. <laughs> that is that is the most apt analogy I've ever heard on this show. That is incredible. But the way that they illustrate beast mode between Goku and Vegeta is instructive because when Goku is in beast mode, he shows that by being mean Goku. Like he'll use <laughs> he'll use like harsh language with his critics. He'll be like, How about you shut up? or whatever. <laughs> go on, I said go to hell. Uh <laughs> He's get just back. really mean to go hard mostly. He's like, get in the car. <laughs> we are not going to Chuck E. Cheese, you bitch. But, but Vegeta is already mean, so they're in this corner somehow where whenever he's Super Saiyan, his way of acting out is just by explaining that he is mean and he loves it. Yeah, like, <laughs> the other way with it. So he then uh, fucks up uh, Android 19, he kicks and he punches him and he throws him down and everyone's like oh he's so strong bro and Vegeta's like what's wrong you suck shit and uh, Vegeta punches off his little hat so you see his little robot brain and you're like wow they're fighting I do want to say I want to apologize the other episode when I said that it was funny Dr. Jero's the only one with a robot brain because (laughs) they all have robot brain it's actually just I'm from a place that is segregated and it's not my fault and I was not raised around androids and I don't know <laughs> that androids just have a visible brain under a hat that they all have. <laughs> and it's just a cultural thing androids have. <laughs> and that was ignorant and I'm sorry, I guess is what I'm saying. Wow. Like, can you imagine when 16 pops the wig off at the end of the night and Krillin just has to look at that shit in bed? It's terrifying. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I'm like, are they all wearing wigs? <laughs> um, so they fight, and then, you know, they, there's a crater that happens, and 19's at the bottom of the crater with Vegeta, and then uh, he's laying down, and he thinks he's tricked. He thinks he's tricked Vegeta by playing dead, but then he grabs him by the wrist, and he goes, I got you now. I'm going to drain all your little energy. <laughs> and Vegeta does the most shit bitch older brother fuck you thing I've ever seen where he's like oh no you got my hands and then he puts his little boots on his face and starts kicking him in the face and he's like better not let go <laughs> like it's so fuck I don't know how to describe this it's a technique like babies do a lot I feel like yeah like when you're trying to change them and they're just like, guess what? Legs on head. How does this do? What does this mean for you? Yeah. Vegeta's like, oh, are you sucking my energy? As he's like stamping his foot on his face. It's like just like it's presented like it's supposed to be cool, but it's actually just like real shitty. Guess what? I don't want to go to church. I want to stay in the car. It's that exact energy, that exact energy. And he's like, don't let go, don't let go, ha ha. And then he rips off Android 19's hands, and then he's waving them around, and he's like, so this is how you zap power. And he's like, I think you've had enough fun, bad baby. And uh, two, for whatever reason, even though he is a robot, his hands come off and they leak blood for like kind of a while. (laughs) There was some real solid crimson gooshin. 
well, this is this is my favorite fucking part of Dragon Ball. I love how new metal we're getting. <laughs> yes, uh, I mean the androids. I, it's implied that there are some like biological components in there, so they're not all robots. But uh... <laughs> in the, I believe in the original Japanese, they're called like it's translated literally as like artificial human and not specifically android. Hmm. Because that honestly, the androids always bug me. Like after coming hey. off. Coming off the hype of all these, like, insane space... All right, all right. I, this is going to be the nerdiest thing. So, all the aliens, the implication is is that across all these planets, across all the various, like, Darwinian nightmare zones that the entire universe could contain, these are the most powerful beings that could, like, manifest themselves with, like, Frieza being able to destroy planets and, like... From even at Zarbon level, we're dealing with like nightmare freaks of survival <laughs> and power and mystic, and you know, and the uh, Z fighters and the aliens are like always trashing machines. Napo is taking out fighter jets. Like, like technology was never a threat. The whole point of Dragon Ball up until this point was like, I'll use a laser, and then someone going like, "You dumb idiot! I have I I did a lot laser of push-ups." Would never work. <laughs> Because I, I leaned on one finger and put my whole body weight on it in a way that is bad for your joints. My thighs are literal tree trunks. I break your gun. And then how do they one-up it? What's the next step? Is like, it's me, Dr. Jero. And everyone's like, why? He's like, from the Red Ribbon Army. And everyone's like, the the jobbers from 20 years ago what do you mean and he's like you i wasn't you never saw me on the on in the show or on any panels but i was there and i made <laughs> more robots and he's like you mean the robots that a child could destroy and he's like no these ones shoot beams and like i it was such their brain is in a glass jar and it's exposed to the world is it made from space glass? No, I just made glass domes and they're filled with wires, you know, like in your iPod. Like, it, I never believed them as a threat, even when they were decimating cities. And I Goku can't believe... Goku is no match for the power of ceramic. <laughs> exactly! I, I follow what you're saying, but I do like how the later androids whole thing is like, yeah, we saw these older androids and we're like, these do suck shit. Fuck you. <laughs> like, I don't know. But um, and also, isn't that just how technology is? Is one day to the next a leap in clown man tech to make an <laughs> even better clown man? And anyway, uh, Vegeta teases the robot, and then he, uh, Doctor Jared tries to stop him. And he's like, I'm going to kill this fatty first, and then you're next. And then he screams, feast your eyes (laughs) on Super Vegeta's Big Bang Attack. And I stood up and (laughs) applaud. I saluted. I saluted my phone. If you, I mean, this is just for the New Yorkers out there, but this is the same presentation the guys who, like, jump over each other at the park give you. (laughs) (laughs) you are not going to believe this shit (laughs) (laughs) it's showtime feast your eyes on vegeta's big bang attack and then he blasts that marshmallow ding dong to smithereens bye he's dead 
Bye. Everyone gasps. It's the Big Bang attack now. Do you think the attack has anything to do with the K-pop band Big Bang? You know, with G-Dragon, T.O.P., Taeyang, and Daesung? I would argue that they named themselves after the Big Bang attack because they came out later. Uh, You know what do I say to that? This beam is for Daesung. (laughs) Ooh, fantastic, baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's me vegeta baby shagadelic <laughs> bang 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 all right i just need to get that out of my system no that's i all like I it think about. <laughs> it's about free love baby <laughs> God, i i love how they still haven't quite figured out what the fuck super saiyan is even at this stage yeah they're like, still kind of like uh like uh like they they establish that, like, oh, when you're Super Saiyan, you are constantly glowing, but they are, like, beginning to understand how annoying that is to animate, so Vegeta just has this, like, like yellow highlighter around him in every shot. Like, they're, the idea is, like, he's going Super Saiyan! He went Super Saiyan! He's about to go Super... Like, it was not... It was a, it was a single entity as prophesized. There was no indication that other people can do it. There was supposed to be just... It was like, oh, there's a legend that there's one guy called the Super Saiyan. And Vegeta was just like, nah, just kidding. It's a verb now. Yeah, we're no, in No, I the... punched an asteroid. <laughs> we're in peak Toriyama, like, uh, making it up as I go along. <laughs> Never mind times. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, two this is This is the arc he made to reach a Patreon goal. <laughs> this is when you can really see him start to phone it in. <laughs> um... So Dr. Jarrett's like, mock me as much as you want. You're strong. We're stronger. And then Vegeta goes, okay, make me a believer then. Ha <laughs> ha, he has risen. And uh, then he runs away. Dr. Jarrett Robot runs away. And Vegeta looks at Krill and he goes, don't just stand there, jackass. Give me a bean. <laughs> <laughs> it's and- true. It's how he deserves to be treated because he's weak. Krillin hesitates, and then Piccolo's like, do it! And when Vegeta flies away, uh, he's like, you kids, run along and stay out of my way. And Krillin's like very offended, and that's when Piccolo talks about how, uh, you know, Vegeta's very smart, because when it comes to the battle, the art of battle, Vegeta's a genius, and actually he's smarter than Goku, and actually Goku's kind of a dumbass, to which Tien replies, don't talk about my friend that way. <laughs> he's not dumb. He's different. He went to a bad school. And everyone's like, Tien, why didn't you leave with Yamcha? We were being <laughs> polite. <laughs> the I do I feel so bad for Tien here. It's so awkward. Because Piccolo was just like, no, I was going to do a dumb fake out. And then this, and then not five minutes later, he's like, my God, he shit talked a little and also uh, punched that, ripped that guy's arms off. Truly, he is a Sun Tzu Machiavellian beast of a tactician. There has never (laughs) been a greater strategist on the battlefield than Vegeta, Prince of... Did you see the way he kind of shit-talked that old man? And it's also like, don't act like we don't know you're the same guy. You're the same (laughs) voice actor. Just just sucking your own dick like an Ouroboros. Like, get out of here. So, basically at this point, uh, you know, Gohan's like, I've trained for so long. 
let me help. I want to fight. I don't care what Vegeta says. And Krillin's like, yeah, me too, I guess. And Piccolo says, no. (laughs) You (laughs) You guys suck. (laughs) He's like, you can help find the robots, but you have to tell me or Vegeta. You're not allowed to do anything else. You suck. You suck. You're 10. Everyone shut up. It's just me talking to myself in my high voice and then low voice. <laughs> the episode ends. Incredible. The announcer's like, I don't really know what's happening, but I think there'll be more robot fights next time. I next time. Him. How about that? Assholes, look for old man in desert. <laughs> you can't find him. He's confused. Ooh, man. <laughs> What a time, what a time. Well, I'm excited. I know he's going to surprise you, too, because he's a sneaky old bastard. He is a sneaky old bastard. Well, guys, time to rate and review. Alex Patak out of seven Dragon Balls. What do you give this episode? Oof. Oh, Katie, I want to give it seven so bad. Except for how badly they butchered that one scene everyone loves and made it look much worse. I mean, it's up to you, babe. I might do it anyway. It's up to you. Follow your heart song. It's the episode where we premiere the Big Bang Attack and Easter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, you know, Baby Trunks pees in Yajirobe's mouth. Like Baby Drunks on. does pee in Yadrobe's. All right, I'm going to give it seven Dragon Balls. This is a formative episode of the series. This is the advent of Super Vegeta by the toys. He's like Super Goku, but he's bad. He's Super Vegeta. Uh, he's now available at your local KB Toys Mart by the toys. <laughs> okay. Jake, what do you think? <sighs> um... Consider again, considering my previous experience having watched another Vegeta dunks on a fat guy um, <laughs> episode, I have to say, given the dizzying heights of the Frieza saga and how, you know, we didn't have to deal with all this Super Saiyan stuff, it was just guys being dudes punching each other very quickly and breaking each other's spines and shooting beams without all the God, without all the fucking terms and labels and boxes that kind back of when men were men back when Saiyans were Saiyans and Dodoria's were weird uh, durian fruit men. Um, <laughs> the, I, I, yeah, I don't, I know this is, I know this is vital and I know that the standard for what happens in a Dragon Ball episode can plummet precipitously, but I'm going to say for the following reasons. One, I don't like the androids. Two, the Z fighters are just completely, completely bitch made in this episode to the <laughs> point where like my lovable ensemble cast uh, is, is sidelined. Um, and three, uh, it's, if you had magic, if you had technology that drained the power out of Z fighters, don't put it on a fat robot. Just like trick Goku into sitting on a chair. <laughs> that's the, that's how you win. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna say five out of seven. Five out of seven. Mm, I think Goku, that's this fair. chair is destroying downtown. <laughs> don't even destroy downtown. Just fucking trick. Just have Goku be near a piece of red glass, and you'll win. <laughs> 
I uh, I love Vegeta shit talking. He's so mean for no reason, and he's so petty. And I love a short petty king. Um, <laughs> but it is true. There's a lot of just like I'm backtracking, Gohan. <laughs> like we, we didn't think it through, Gohan. Which like that shit always annoys me. So I'm gonna give it six out of seven. So, Alex, we're in a situation here where we have to summon a dragon, and I don't know if- I will not compromise. (laughs) It's a perfect episode. No, but I mean, you are the dragon, but you are the wish, so I think it's a big, long Katie today. Oh, is it a big, long Katie? That's very exciting. Yeah, so gather the the balls and call her up. Maybe she'll show up. I don't know. I'm going to the All right, Jake, this is a very exciting occasion. It has only happened once before. Um, (laughs) Under uh, full moon, we are going to gather the seven dragon balls and summon a big, long Katie for a wish. It can be anything you want. And uh, I've just got them all here together, and we're doing the ceremony, and I'm going to say... Arise! Katie! Ah, it's me! It's, I'm Katie! But I'm big and long! Oh, she's so big! Oh, shit. I heard. Easily more than six feet tall, this Katie. I got the surgery! It went great! I'm here! Because I hear someone loves a big bang attack! It must be Alex the Tag. <laughs> oh, 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 Katie, I do. I sure do. Oh, shit. Why are you... It's not like a beam. It's a circle, and I appreciate that about I, it. I like it, too. What's your wish? I don't know. Um, I guess I just wish Lent was over. <laughs> mm. uh, I got great news. <laughs> what is it? It, it? it will end. Hooray! <laughs> Alright! Thanks for making this easy. I'm oh, gonna yeah, go. thanks for showing up. It's great seeing how tall you are. I'm glad you enjoy it. My my every movement is agony. I'm gonna go lay down! Alright, Katie, come over to my house on a Friday sometime and we won't have fish. Yeah! Goodbye! Oh, guys, I just got back from the bathroom. I heard a larger version of myself <laughs> was over I'm uh, glad you're not standing next to each other because I think together it would be uncanny and frightening. Yeah, you'd probably have to shoot one of us. But we're No, no they're not boy. twins, just cousins. <laughs> <laughs> we're three years apart, Alex. Relax. Sometimes cousins are twins. <laughs> I thought cousins were twins. <laughs> Katie became the dragon while she was also riding the snake. Woo! <laughs> Let's do, uh, should we do an email? Let's... I think we could skip it this week because I feel crazy. But Let's you... just do plugs. Yeah, let's do it. Plug a plug a choo choo, Jake. Where can the people find you? If you go on to Spotify, look for Wizard and the Bruiser podcast, a weekly deep dive, a humorous retrospective on all topics nerdy, including games, comic books, uh, movies, and even book series. Not often, though. I'm a terrible slow reader. Uh, (laughs) Coming up, we got episodes about the Oddworld series, uh, PlayStation Classic. As well as, uh, what did we just do on? Oh, uh, a retrospective on the, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Two characters that, who boy, it is weird. They are in a billion dollar streaming show right now. 
Yeah, they're commies. Uh, <laughs> Alex Patek. Thanks for asking me, Katie. Um, f- to find more of my work, you can subscribe to patreon.com slash pod. And if enough of you do that, I will start taking a, a knife to my knees and shins. Yes. Reducing my height to a more manageable level and just getting curvier all around for your pleasure. And that is <laughs> patreon.com slash pod. I'm on Twitter at Patak Jokes. For just the price of a single uh, <laughs> cycle of a triple load dishwa- uh, laundry machine at the laundromat, you can help Alex get rid of all those bones. Yeah. Don't you want to hurt me? <laughs> Don't you want to see me cry? At Katie Rose on Twitter. And if you go to POS Pod on Patreon, I'm going to be putting pins in my legs and giving myself a handsome jaw for only $5 a month. Well, this has been the show. I hope it wasn't your first one because you'll be confused. That's it for this week. See you next week. Ball it out. Super. Super.